Welcome to Other People's Lives. I'm your host, Joe Sanagato. I'm your host, Greg Dybeck. And today, we're joining a cult. Yes. Sort of. Well, we're not. We're not. Well, maybe. Yeah, well, yeah, Who we'll see how convincing knows, you know? it is. We try to be open-minded on this show. I might join a cult. I don't, you know, depends. So we got an email with the subject line, I grew up in a bus in a cult. <laughs> the way you just read that. <laughs> I grew up. In a bus, in a cult. Uh, I mean, it's really straightforward. And then either one of those things separate would have been good enough to be on the show. Even you if grew you just up, said in I bus, grew up in a bus, <laughs> or you grew up in a cult, we'd have been like, "Yeah, cool." But now you're you're like right in a bus in a cult. This is double whammy here. Best of both worlds. So the email reads: Hey, Greg and Joe, I grew up in a cult and living in a bus. <laughs> <laughs> ATI is the cult that I was in. And I would love to share my story. So ATI. Is ATI cult. sounds like a paintball team <laughs> or something, you know? Yeah, like professional gamers or something. <laughs> yeah, like what is that? Yeah. So it actually stands for Advanced Training Institute. Oh, so I had never heard of this before. But when you look it up, uh, it's definitely very culty. So it's kind of like a homeschooling curriculum. That's based on the Bible. So it's like these really conservative religious principles. So I pulled out uh, some of these, I guess, principles, you could say. Mm -hmm. uh, it's things like, well, I guess the biggest thing is there's a gender hierarchy. So it's like women super suck. old school. Yeah. Yeah. Like sit on the it's floor. It's a patriarchy and they listed it out. It was like Christ comes first, then cool. men who are supposed to protect and provide for the family. Right. And then women who just pop out babies. Right. Okay. You know? And the thing is like families join this and the kids are like homeschooled and have this whole different education. So for the kids, they're like separated by gender. Dating is considered morally wrong. And like when it comes time for relationships, the father is supposed to be heavily involved in the daughter's dating life. They say that conflicts may arise if women work outside of the home. The women are supposed to dress super conservative, conservatively. Uh, no rock music allowed. No rock music? No rock. Well, yeah, not even Christian rock. That's okay. how conservative these guys so are. So no creed? Is that what you're telling me? <laughs> <laughs> I actually went to a Creed concert when I was younger. Did you? My mom was obsessed with them. Really? And, <laughs> and, oh, so embarrassing! But like, people were still like smoking weed and stuff. As it it's still like a rock Christian concert. rock concert. Yeah, that's great. Uh, anyway, ATI was actually made popular on the TLC show Nineteen Kids and Counting. Do you remember that show? Yeah, I yeah. think that's they still run it. Really? So that well, I don't know because that family like the Dugers or something, um, they were part of ATI. So as you could see, like, that, I mean, that woman just, she probably just sat home and popped out babies, like, yeah. nonstop. Uh, but the eldest son from the show admitted to molesting underage girls, including his own sisters. So there's that. Pretty hot start here. And the founder of ATI, Bill Gothard... Gothard, I don't know, Gothard. Uh, Ooh. I, that's how you spell it. Uh, he's currently, I think he's like 80-something. He's currently on indefinite administrative leave 
because like 34 women came forward with sexual assault claims. You know, I feel like this is prevalent within cults. I'm just, you know, I'm kind of going on a whim here with a, you know, minimum yeah. amount of knowledge that I know about cults, but this isn't the first time I've heard of like leaders of cults or just people in cults in general with the sexual assault. No, not at all. Because that's, I guess the whole idea is this is brainwash and then there's a leader that you know he's human but he's almost like divine and they listen to anything he says and next thing you know it's like everyone needs to be naked and everyone needs yeah hold on come here (laughs) (laughs) is this is this kid still in the cult i don't know does he still live in a bus who knows i hope so because i have a lot of questions do you have anything else you want to add before we call this kid that's all i got Let's, let's hear from the source let's let's call him up Hey, how's it going? This is Greg and Joe. Hey, Greg, how you doing? Hey, man, uh, it's Joe here. So we just read your email before we started the episode, and mm-hmm. I mean the the subject line is you grew up in a bus in a cult. My first question before we get to the cult stuff is, what kind of bus is this? Is this like a like a school bus or like a huge coach bus or something? So it was a um, it was a '69 uh, GM Greyhound converted bus. Um, my family had bought it in about '98, um, and uh, we moved into it. Excuse me, we moved into it um, in 19, 1998 and traveled around the U.S. Um, for a couple of years um, in it. Um, and we're in and out of it uh, over the years as I was growing up. So, um, but yeah, it was. You think of your like a '69 bus, uh, like an old '60s bus, and um, that was converted on the inside, so it had a couch, a kitchenette, bathroom, shower, kitchen. How uh, long? We had a computer area. And How long were you on this bus? Yeah. Pardon me. How long were you on the bus? So, let's see. I lived in it from '98 to. 2001 and then 2005 to 2011. Um, so three, maybe 11, 12, 13 years, something like that. Wow, that's a long time. Wait, so there's a yep. period of time where you weren't in the bus and then you went back to live in the bus? Yep, so um, I, I'm originally from Canada. That's where we lived before we actually bought the bus. Um, and... Uh, and so when we bought the bus and moved out, uh, we went back to Canada in 01, and uh, we were going to come back across to the States. Um, but it was in September of 2001, and so with the 9-11 attacks and that type of thing, we weren't able to cross the border. So we ended up buying a house and staying in Canada for about four years before we came back to the States in 05. Gotcha. Okay, that's, that's interesting. Uh, how many family members do you have? How many people were in the bus so there was a total of nine of us all together. Whoa. That's a big family. It's a big bus, yeah. I hope. So Yeah, it was about, just to kind of paint a picture of the bus, um, it was about maybe 45 feet long, 50 feet long, something like that. Um, in the very back of the bus towards the engine area, there was uh, six bunk beds. And so uh, six of the kids would sleep on the bunk beds. One of the kids would sleep on the floor. And then uh, my, the, we had a couch out in the front part of the bus that would fold out. My parents would sleep on that. Interesting. Geez, really crammed you're all in there, huh? 
Yep, they definitely did. Definitely did. Well, did you like it or you hated it? <laughs> um, yes, and uh, well, a little bit of both. Um, so it definitely gave me a good experience, um, a very different experience. Um, but I really feel like I missed out on a lot of stuff. Um, so with my dad's job, we were moving around a lot. Um, he was a computer consultant, and uh, so we would be moving. We lived on the East Coast most of the time. But, I mean, we lived anywhere from Florida, Georgia, Philadelphia, Connecticut. It was, like, up and down the East Coast uh, for a good number of years. Um, but so the downside to that is is uh, I was homeschooled, and that kind of goes part and parcel with the, uh, with the cult. Um, but I was homeschooled, so we never, I never really had any, like, close friends or that type of thing growing up. Um, I mean, my siblings and that type of thing, but they're siblings, so it's a little different. But, um, but yeah, so there's never, I never really had a place to, like, put roots down, um, until we actually got a house, uh, in 2011, so. Wow. So, yeah, I think this is a good segue into you know, what, what we're calling a cult here. Uh, so you mentioned ATI and before we called you, we explained a little bit about what it was, or I mean, really the research that I could find. And I think you kind of touched on the two points that I made. Uh, one is that it's the homeschooling curriculum. And the second, Mm -hmm. you know, where it probably got most notoriety was that TLC show 19 kids and counting. Uh, and you had a pretty big family yourself. So it seems like, yeah, where uh is that common with ATI like people yeah. just have a huge family um it is uh specifically more like my generation most of my most of my generation um are siblings and that type of thing uh at least the ones that I grew up around um they mostly had big families um you you didn't really see a whole lot of families that would only have two kids or that type of thing it was always um five and upwards uh, so that that type of thing. Um, so it was common, um, but the you had touched on something a little bit earlier, Joe. Um, that I'm trying to remember here. Oh yeah, it was a homeschooling curriculum. Um, so it was a homeschooling curriculum, but there was also like conferences and that type of thing um, where people would like back in. I think it was. 94 or 98 or something like that in uh, Knoxville, Tennessee. Um, that had a big conference there, and that had um, over 100,000 people in attendance. Um, and that was just, just to hear the one head leader, Bill Gothard, speak. Um, so, I mean, it had a pretty massive following. You said 100,000 people? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wait, you, there was a conference I mean, with 100,000 people? Where was this? Yes, this was in uh, Knoxville, Tennessee. Was it like outdoors? Or like in it like was, a stadium? Part, part out. Yeah, that, well, the the one that I had gone to, I don't remember a whole lot of it. Um, my family has pictures and stuff like that. Um, but, yeah, they rented out a stadium, had people there. There were other conferences going on around at the same time. Uh, that has to do with API um, or IBLP as it's more commonly known now. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, there were, there was a lot of people there. They pretty much took over the city of Knoxville at the time. Wow. So, yeah, I mean, we, we pulled out 
you know, some examples to, to try to find this, but, you know, why don't you just kind of break down, you know, from your perspective and experience, what ATI really is, uh, how, you know, you and your family got involved and all that. So starting from the very beginning, um, my family got involved in 1990. Um, and so my, two of my oldest siblings, they went to, uh, a public school for the kindergarten years, um, but then in 1990, we joined uh, ATI. Chip fee that you have to pay and that type of thing, so there was, there was money involved in that, but um, we stayed in that through my entire schooling career, um, or in my entire schooling, and uh, until I graduated when I was 17. Um, so a lot of the curriculum and stuff that they use, so basically what it is, it's a, it's a Christian, like an alt- ultra-conservative Christian uh, thing, um, cult. Um, and the leader, he was very, very much into, oh, uh, you can only wear white t-shirt, or white button-up shirts and blue slacks. Or for the women, it was white blouses and blue skirts. Um, so it was very much, um, very much uh, controlling in a lot of the aspects. Um, so a lot of don't do this, don't do that. Um, so that type of, that type of style. Um, but growing up with it, like we had a, we had a thing called wisdom booklets and that was, um, that was something that we would go through every morning and, uh, it would have like verses of the Bible. Then it would like show into science and show into a disproving evolution and all this different kind of stuff. Oh, so this Um, curriculum you're learning, like being homeschooled, like this is just totally ATI. Like you, every all like the subject matter of everything is just tied back into the Bible and like their specific interpretation yeah. of it. Yeah, exactly right. Um, so any of like the uh, the language arts, or um, not so much in the mathematics, because uh, we used a different curriculum for the mathematics, uh, but. For a lot of like the language arts, um, your English classes, um, any of the history, any. Um, science, anything like that. That was all based out of these wisdom booklets that tied everything back into the Bible. So, I'm trying. I'm, what's the difference between this and kind of Christianity? Is it just like the there's more rules of what you can and cannot do? Yeah, um, there's a lot more. Um, so, like I, I am a Christian. Um, I am. I, I do believe in God and that type of thing. Um, I definitely do not believe in the God of, or in the Christianity, in quotes, of ATI. Um, so it was very much, it was very much, don't do this, don't do that, uh, don't, 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 uh, for a lot of my growing up. Um, and so, like, it was very much, it wasn't a good experience. It was a very controlling experience, um, very, very oppressive, um, and, and just the teachings and that type of thing. Um, was it even? Uh, came to- sorry, I was just gonna say, was it even more so for the women? That that's something that I read a lot about was sort of this gender hierarchy, where it seems like uh, they're big believers that the family is a patriarchy. Yes. Yeah, very much so. So women women weren't allowed to speak in church. Um, they weren't allowed to be head of the board, um, any of this different kind of stuff. Um, 
Were you allowed to date and interact with women growing up? Yes and no. I was allowed to talk to them, um, in a sense. There, there was no touching. Um, in a lot of cases, there, there wasn't allowed, um, weren't allowed to be in the same room with other women, depending uh, if there were other people there or not, um, that type of thing. Um, now, I did go to a offshoot of uh, ATI, um, which is called Alert. Um, and there's a, it's a very military style school that bases a lot of their stuff off that same type of teaching. Um, I went there when I was about 18. Um, and there, like, you're not allowed to talk, look, to look at any women. Um, definitely no touching. Like, yeah, there was no interaction with women while you were there. Why? I mean, now that you're, uh, I'm sorry, did you say that you don't like identify yourself as ATI anymore? No, I, I don't identify as ATI. I, I do still con- consider myself a Christian. Okay. Um, I, I was going to ask, like, not as conservative. yeah, now that you're, like, out of it, why do you think they had all those rules? Like, is there, you know, do, do you think there's... But it was, I don't know. It was just straight up. They were just trying to control people. Like I, because I have trouble with that too. When I, you know, think about religions and stuff like that, there's certain things that you can and cannot do, and it just doesn't really. There's no like real reason for it. Like I just don't know why yeah. there are these things. Did Did you happen to, you know, think of a reason why ATI was basically uh, Christianity, but with all these rules? Like why would they put those in place? So, okay, so the leader, Bill Gothard, um, there has been a lot of stuff that has come up in the last uh, last couple of years um, since, since I've got out of ATI. Um, and it's come up that there were a lot of, like there's lawsuits and stuff against him right now, um, and he's been fired from the board of IBLP and all this different kind of stuff. And the reason for that is... Uh, women have been coming out 30 or so years later of working with him when they were 16 and 17 and he was molesting them. Um, and so it comes, it comes from that. And that's where I think it stems from where he was wanting these rules and he was surrounding himself with all these underage women and coming across with all these different kind of stuff. So I was going to um, ask that, like, I guess just with cults and, I mean, this definitely sounds like a cult. Uh, do you think the intentions are kind of always bad from the start? So, like, for someone like the founder, Bill Gothard, like, do you think he's a person who's plan all along? Like, is it just driven by ego? Does he want to surround himself with women that he's able to control and brainwash? Or do you think it stems from the system that he put in place or, like, the limitations that you put in place of being ultra-conservative and not being able to talk to women or touch anyone? Right. Um, so I kind of, like, I haven't delved really deep into it um, to try to figure out, like, his background and that type of thing. Um, from what I understand, it started out good. Um, so it was a good program when it first started out back in the uh, late 70s, early, early 80s. Um, so it started out as a good program, and it wasn't like that originally. Uh, but as the years went on, he got power hungry. Um, and yeah, with his ego and his pride and that type of thing, um, it was very much of, yeah, I just need to be able to control these people. So I think, I think that's where it stems from is the power 
I think the power went to his head, and that's that's where all this stuff ended up coming from. Yeah, I mean, I guess when something grows so big and you realize you're in a position to manipulate people and have full control, it's hard for people not yeah. to abuse that. I feel like, mo- like, I don't know, it's hard to say that from the beginning this was their intention, but I do think that these cult leaders at some point like, you know, creating... They like to portray themselves as almost a god, like someone who's above all these laws yep. that mm-hmm. are in place, and I'm important, so you should listen to me and let me do whatever the fuck I want, and don't tell anyone because I'm this person or whatever. They're the leader, so they can get away mm-hmm. with anything. That just always feel. I feel yep. like that always seems like, the and they case. can almost justify anything they do because it's like they can make it, it up. Like if they're the voice of God or God speaking through them or you know it's it's like oh well yeah. god said no clothes today or god yeah. said it's okay if we sleep together because that's what he wants yeah exactly yeah jesus christ yeah that's yeah. uh exactly that's right. intense <laughs> were you always as self-aware as you are now about all this or do you feel like like growing up did you subscribe to this belief do you look back and feel like you were brainwashed at any point um yeah um, so looking looking back at it now, um, I, I definitely see the wrong in it and that type of thing. Um, I definitely do feel brainwashed because um, there's there's still a lot of stuff that I still struggle with today because of the way I was raised um, and the beliefs and stuff that I was taught. Um, so like I said. Um, I my walk in that type of thing. Are you there? Yeah, yeah, sorry. Okay. Um, So, like, I still still struggle in the stuff that I'm learning today because of the teachings that I had when I was younger. What are some examples of that? Um, A lot of the ways that uh, I I look at my Christianity, um, uh, a lot of the... Um, like I, I just started going to church recently again, um, and like not scoffing at like the pastor whenever he's teaching or that type of thing. Cause I was very much when, when I left my home, uh, left living with my parents, I was very much anti-Christian. I didn't want anything to do with it. Um, and, and so I, I would mock Christianity and Christians and that type of thing. Um, and so coming back into that where, where I have had that hatred of Christianity, like I find it really hard to to start believing that way again. I mean, I do believe that way, but um, just looking at it from a better perspective rather than just, oh, hate, 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 um, that type of thing. Right. Yeah. No, I mean, it's hard, I imagine, because it, it's just, I guess like with, with cults like that or organizations, like it's all about building the community, right? And I guess yeah. for them, it's trying to almost build a community that's completely outside of um, just like mainstream society and, and all that, just like creating just almost like a whole separate, you know, world. And I guess mm-hmm. mainstream Christianity still has aspects of that. Like obviously communities, you know, a huge part of it. So I could see how that would be hard for you to try to, transition you know right back into that i'm sure a lot of it felt sort of familiar yeah, yeah. and see i've i mean i've 
I've been out of ATI for almost five years now. Um, and that's kind of when I gave it up when I was 18. Uh, so I'm, I'm 23 now, but, um, but yeah. And, and then as well to like answer the question uh, that you had asked previously, did I, did I realize that, um, about this obsessiveness before I became woke, if you want to call it that. <laughs> um, <laughs> but no, I didn't. Um, it was very much, oh, I have to do this, otherwise I'll get punished for it. Um, I was never beat or anything like that, but we were spanked growing up and that type of thing. Um, and so if if we weren't doing all these things right, then there was always that possibility there that we could get spanked for that type of thing. Um, but, yeah, I, I never realized I never realized how aggressive it was until I actually got out of the house um, and started doing some research and that type of thing on what I was taught growing up. What about uh, your siblings and your parents? Are they still in ATI? So they are no longer in ATI now. Um, they left. So all of my siblings uh, were all older now. My youngest uh, youngest sister, she's eight, 18 or 19 now. Um, but yeah, we all of us are graduated, um, so we're we're no longer in ATI as a as a as a family anymore. Um, none of my siblings who are up and married and have kids and that type of thing, none of them subscribe to that either. Um, so they, they want nothing to do with it because they also realize, yeah, this is what, this is what it was, um, and don't want anything to do with it. So, so what, what was your parents' decision to leave? Cause I mean, they're the ones who got everyone into this. Do they kind of, I don't know how do you, I don't understand how you kind of, hop into something like that and then realize, oh, no, this is not the thing, and you get out, like, quickly, you know what I mean? Usually people stick to whatever religion they kind of seek out, you know? Yeah, so they they still have a very conservative Christianity viewpoint of it. Um, they aren't a part of ATI anymore, um, but they still, uh, they still think a lot of the same way. Um, as far as their beliefs and that type of thing goes, they aren't so much into that as far as like the do's and don'ts. Um, like, uh, my two younger sisters who are still at home, they still wear, wear skirts, um, and that type of thing, just because that's what they're comfortable in because that's what they've been raised in. Um, but it's not so much of, Oh yeah, it's a do and don't because, because ATI said, so it's more of a, you guys are you guys are more you guys have more free will to do what you want, not to. Mm-hmm. So, um, so yeah. what about you personally? Are there any, um, I guess, beliefs that you kind of hold on to from ATI, or you know, like for example, if you're looking to settle down and have a family one day, would you still um, kind of want it to be that structure of you know, uh, seven uh, kids or something? Yeah, a lot of kids, a wife kind of stays home and all that. No. Um, so I am married. I do have a wife. Oh, okay. uh, we don't have any kids. But, um, yeah, it's definitely not something that I want to bring into my home um, when, we, when we do end up having kids. Um, as far as, like, a big family goes, yes, we definitely want kids, um, but not, not 19 kids and counting, like, the Duggar style. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, we do, we do want one kid, or we do want more than one kid, um, we we know that she came she came from a she was a single a single daughter 
Um, and I came from a, a seven family. So we want a, a, a seven sibling family or six sibling family. Um, so we want to find a middle ground in there. Um, but as far as like the teachings and that type of thing goes, like a lot of like growing up, um, like having to wear skirts or dresses or that type of thing for the girls. Um, I don't believe in that. Mm-hmm. She doesn't either. Um, and so, um, just us talking it out and that type of thing, I think it's really helped us because, because I do still have that structure of, or I still do have that thought process. Um, not so much in like the skirts and that type of thing, but, um, having to raise them a certain way for them to be good. Like, no, you don't necessarily need to do that. Um, or you don't need to, you don't need to raise them up in that style of teaching and that type of thing for them to be good kids. Like right. there, there's better ways to do it. So, um, and we probably won't be homeschooling our kids. Um, I, I don't feel like that that did well for me because again, I don't have that friend base. Yeah. Um, and it really was, it really was tough on me after I did get out of, um, like after I'd graduated school and that type of thing where I wasn't just sitting at home and I was out working and that type of thing, um, to make these friends because I did feel that social inadequacy, um, that I didn't really have that there. So, yeah. And I, I would imagine that would be tough. Yeah. I was going to ask if that kind of affected your, uh, you know, your social life and your dating life. I mean, you said you grew up on a bus with your siblings driving all around from d- town to town, you know, over, over the course of six years at one point you said, I think, uh, so yep. did that have like a lasting effect on you? Like even when you got out and you were older, it was kind of just sort of not like weird almost for, to, to go out of the way and, you know, make friends and start dating and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it was difficult um, for me. So I, was, I never dated growing up. I didn't start dating until I left the house um, and, or right before I left the house. So I've only, I've only actually been in uh, a couple of relationships before I, I met my wife. Um, and so, like, yeah, as far as the dating aspect goes, yeah, it was a little bit difficult. Um, but... N- not really. Now, as far as like the friends aspect, yes, that that has been difficult for me. Um, I only have a couple close friends that I actually talk to on a regular basis. Um, and as far as like friends and that type of thing go, um, I mean, I I have people that I've gone and worked with and that type of thing that I'm friends with on Facebook, but not really like not a close relationship that type of thing. So yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's definitely affected me. So. Yeah, so you obviously have no problem calling this a cult. So do you believe that, I think what I read, there were like 34 allegations or sexual assault claims against the founder? Yep. Uh, even, I know the eldest son from that show, 19 Kids and Counting, uh, kind of admitted to mm-hmm. molesting underage girls. Uh, so you, you do believe that there have been, you know, a lot of victims because of you know, oh, ACI yeah. or throughout the system and, you know, maybe even just a lot more that have never come forward. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, I think that that was a, a very rampant part of ATI was that, that molestation and the, the inappropriateness of it. 
Did um, you ever witness so anything yourself? Do what? Did you ever witness anything like that yourself? No, I did not. And it. Um, but yeah, go I ahead. I was going to say, by the time that um, I was old enough to remember anything, because I, I don't remember a lot of like my younger years and my childhood and that type of thing. Um, I only start remembering stuff here and there about 2005. Uh, I was born in '94, um, so a good when I was 11. Um, or uh, 2003. That, that's about as early as I can remember. Um, I mean, I have I have clips, if you want to call it that, of memories um, a little earlier, but nothing solid. Um, so, like, once once I was a little older and I started remembering that type of thing, um, like as far as like schooling stuff goes, we weren't so much. Like, we weren't going to conferences and that type of thing anymore. Um, we would every once in a while, but it was never, there was, when I was older, there was never, like, as big of a conference as there was in Knoxville that one year. Um, so, like, there wasn't, there wasn't ever quite that, quite that thinking. And I, I wasn't around a lot of other people like that. Um, now, I, I've talked with a lot of people who, have defected from that, if you want to call it that, um, and that type of thing over Facebook and on parts of, parts of groups and that type of thing. Um, but, yeah, I, I've never witnessed anything like that. Okay. Um, also, what was, like, the deciding factor for you to leave ATI? Did it, was it, did it have anything to do with you feeling like I'm missing out on so much, like, following this... Uh, I don't know what to call this cult or whatever. Did you feel like you were missing out on stuff and that was the reason why you left? Like what was the ultimate reason why? So, um, let's see a couple of years ago, uh, quite a few years ago, um, my sister came out as a lesbian. Um, and when, when that came or when she came out or when my dad exposed her, basically, um, they, the rest of my family excommunicated her. Um, they wanted nothing to do with her. And, oh wow! Yeah. What, what do you mean your dad um, exposed so, her? Like he he had known, or he figured it out? He figured it out. He figured it out. Um, so she wasn't she wasn't ready to come out. Um, and he had put two and two together uh, for a couple of different things, and uh, finally realized it. Um, and so he kind of told the rest of the family, rather than her telling us. Um, and he basically told us not to keep talking to her um and that type of thing uh not not in direct manner like that but in a roundabout way um and so at that point i was i i stayed home for maybe another six months before um i actually left home and moved to where my sister was living at um, i moved in with her um and i just wanted nothing to do with that um i i couldn't in good conscience stop talking to, stop talking to her because yeah. of that, you know? Wow. Um, and like once, once I saw that, that's what, that's what dad was willing to do just because she came out as gay. Like I said, no, I don't want anything to do with Christianity or the type of Christianity that you believe. And I left. So, yeah. Wow. That, that's intense. It's kind of crazy how you would even have that point of view when you grew up in such a, you know, a 
controlled environment. You know what I mean? Mm. The fact that you were still able to feel like, I think it's just like human instinct takes over and you're just kind of like, dude, what are we doing? Like, yeah. this is our system. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. So that's kind of cool, man. Yeah. Wow. That's awesome. Does your, like, have they reconciled at all or does your sister talk to your parents and the rest of your family or no? So she talks to the rest of my family. Um, there's been a lot of reconciliation going on in the last maybe year or so. Um, so all of us, all of us have started talking again as far as siblings go. Um, we have like a family group chat that, uh, most of the, most of the kids are in. Um, and we will chat during the day and that type of thing because we're all spread throughout the country. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, there, there's definitely been some reconciliation going on after that. She, she doesn't really talk to mom and dad a whole lot. Um, because of that, uh, she has talked to mom quite a bit, uh, in the last maybe a couple months. Um, but yeah, neither, neither her or I have really talked to dad a whole lot since, since all that went down. So. Interesting. Interesting. Well, um, is there anything that you would like to leave the listeners with before we wrap up here? Just um, a, just about anything in general, you know, maybe some people are, you know, a part of a cult or, or just this, just this thought process. In, yeah, or, just yeah. this thought process in general, I feel like can apply to many people in different ways where you kind of just, you know, yeah. you grew up a certain way, but it doesn't necessarily mean it's the correct way. And if people are on the fence about it, you know, you made the leap. You actually did it. You're like, I'm out like as soon as I can, I'm out of here because I don't believe in this personally, yeah. even though I've been fed this my entire upbringing. Uh, do you have any advice for these people? So my advice for people if they're in that situation, um, surround yourself with people who are from an outside view looking in. Um, because for me, for me specifically, I, I can't talk for a lot of people, but for me specifically, um, that's, that's what really made me see, yeah, what I've been taught growing up is, is wrong. Um, and because I had this support system, um, outside, outside of just my family where they were like, yeah, this is, that's kind of weird how you were raised and that type of thing. And that's kind of made me see that, yeah, it, it wasn't right. Um, so, I mean, if you, if you have a good support system and, um, and you can talk about things that you're being taught or that type of thing. Um, with these people and get their input on it. Um, and, and most of the time, like with me specifically, a lot of people are like, yeah, that's kind of weird that that's not right. Um, and that's kind of what made me see it. So, yeah. Okay. Uh, well, thank you for coming on, man. I really appreciate it. Uh, I really like this episode. It's very interesting. (laughs) It's not every day you meet someone who grew up on a bus, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, thank you, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, have a good rest of your day. You too. Have a good one. Before we get to our final thoughts, this episode was sponsored by Casper Mattress. The Casper Mattress is an obsessively engineered mattress at a shockingly fair price. With over 20,000 reviews and an average of 4.8 stars, it's quickly becoming the Internet's favorite mattress. Free shipping and returns to U.S. and Canada. And you can try the mattress for 100 nights risk-free in your own home. If you don't love it, they'll pick it up and refund you everything. I actually have a Casper mattress, and it's the most comfortable bed I've ever slept on in my life. 
There's no springs or any of that. No, you don't have to worry about springs breaking or something digging into your back. It's like memory foam. It's like sleeping on a cloud. If I could be perfectly honest with you, uh, it comes in a box too, like an easy. You bring it up to your bed, your bedroom. You open the box, it folds out into a bed. There you go. You just put. You're good. It's the easiest thing in the world. Get $50 towards any mattress purchase by visiting casper.com slash OPL and enter the promo code OPL. Again, you go to Casper, which is C-A-S-P-E-R dot com slash OPL, and then use the promo code OPL, and you'll get $50 towards any mattress purchase. So if you want a new bed, there you go. We're getting you $50 off anyway. Dude, these Colts. Yeah. I feel like Colts are like aliens. Like they're just subjects that always interest people a little bit. I don't know why. I, I feel that way about Colts. It's just you, like aliens. I don't know. There's just two things that interest me. I guess. <laughs> I don't know what I'm saying, but no, but, it's just like I don't know. It's it, it's almost like prison. Like you, it's like weird and scary, but you always imagine like, oh, but what if I was in a, in that for like a week or something? Like, what would it be like? You know, if you want to get deep here. You know, I really feel like, I feel like that for most religions where it's kind of just, it's, it's just like very controlling and fear based. And, you know, if you're don't, if you're not a good person, like if you don't do these rules, you eat meat on Fridays during Lent, you're going <laughs> to fucking hell. You're going to burn for like, like, what are we doing? You know what I mean? It, I don't know. There's just so many things that I don't want to be disrespectful to anyone's religion you know, because I mean, I don't consider myself like an atheist or anything like that. You know, I believe in a higher power. I just don't believe in like all the, the structure and the rules that are put in place for no reason. Because I believe that a religion is supposed to be, you know, maybe it wasn't the reason why it was created, but I think it's supposed to, you know, uh, make people want to be better, be good people. And, you know, it's supposed to. I don't, I don't know, like be supportive of one, you know what I mean? Like, but there's a lot of things that are put in place that I feel like take away from the quality of life, of a life when there's so many things that they have to do in certain religions. You yeah. Know what I mean? Well, I, yeah, yeah. But then there's always those kind of subsects and things like cults where it just takes that to the extreme. I think there's still, with a lot of religions, they could be sort of open to interpretation and, you know, people can you know worship how they want and things like that like yeah there's rules that definitely seem antiquated but i feel like with the cult the cult like is like you're it's just creating like a, an environment that's just like i don't it's think excluding people like there's yeah it's just brainwashing at too. that it's point like it's not it's not even it's not even like a religion anymore it's just clearly a power trip being held, like yeah creating like a community that's just outside of society just you know, its own it's, rules. It's, it's great. I mean, dude, all the ones we've like talked about or like whatever, it's always someone at the top. Just they have these allegations where they are molesting people or they're raping people or it's underage girls. You just know, abusing it's, it's power. not a, it's not a, yeah, it's an abusing power. It's the same thing with like, you know, I mean, I've said this on my personal podcast, but there's a show on Netflix called The Keepers and it's about a priest who does stuff like this. It's not a cult. It's, you know, he's a Christian or yeah. Catholic rather. And he's a priest, but because he's a priest and back then priests were like basically walking gods, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? And, you know, he was 
molesting girls in the school and just yeah. because they think like oh this is a priest he knows the right thing and whatever he says is the thing and, blah, blah, blah. and he, yeah. would, he would use that as like authority leverage. figure i mean yeah I look at pre that wasn't even that long ago so it's what no i know it was for 20 30 years or whatever yeah. 40 years i think it was in like the 70s yeah but even more recently like what? the whole priest scandal was what oh yeah i mean ago, dude, like... i mean they happen <laughs> how many times though yeah but yeah, I, I don't know. I don't. I don't like this whole idea. I think it's very interesting, though. Like I said, that this kid was fed all that information his entire life, and then he was just like, "Dude, I don't care. This is wrong." Like he just knew in his heart that it was wrong. That his family felt like, "Oh, you're gay. Good. See you later." Yeah. Yeah. That, you're that, on the street it's really now. Powerful. And he's he just like, "Fuck you." Like that's not the right thing to do. You know, a lot of people don't think that way. I don't think. No. I think he's a very rare case. Of, of like just in thinking in general like uh, most people would rather think with the crowd so everything goes smoothly because you know if you're going against there's going to be some sort of hardship you're going to have to face but he's like fuck that this is wrong like i'm not going to do that i think it was uh, that was really cool yeah that he did that uh yeah, no i agree but yeah really good to talk to him um anyway if you guys would like to submit your story or whatever it is uh, go to OPLshow.com slash contact. It'll take you to a contact form. Send us an email. If it fits for the show, we'll hit you up, schedule something out. Uh, if it's not, we'll just ignore you, you know? Fuck it. <laughs> now uh, we love all members of the OPL cult. Come no. It, <laughs> yeah, we're starting a cult now. <laughs> no one can open their left eye. Tape it down. Uh, then if you want to follow me on Twitter, it's at Joe Santagato. Um, at Greg Dybeck. The show is at OPL Show. And leave a review or a rating on iTunes or you're out of the cult. And that's it. That's Those are the rules. You can't listen anymore. You're getting excommunicated <laughs> for not leaving a review. That is all. Thanks for listening. <laughs>